Hey guys, this is Jess. And this is Gil. And welcome to Culture, Culture Theory. Theory. Oh, we hit it that That's time. Good. What? It's a blessing. We're so good at this. Yeah. Oh my God. Got the hey, Roadcaster Pro here. So we got the Roadcaster Pro. I'm yeah. feeling fancy. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. I am not going to lie. I'm feeling real fancy right now. Yeah. This thing got all these colors on it and all these shiny buttons. And I feel like that's just a real appeal. It really is a technological uh, revolution for podcasters because it makes podcasting easy. It helps enhance the voices a little bit. It makes editing really easy. Like This was actually fun. Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. we were playing with the presets and and kind of and everything's so easy mm-hmm. to use on here like it's right here like i can reach over and uh, you can customize the colors on the soundboard so i can i can know what i'm pushing versus the other way around where we had to literally edit, edit all that post. stuff yeah. yeah exactly and this does some seriously good yeah it does a lot of post-processing while we're podcasting. So it even sounds better than when we're hearing it right now through mm-hmm. our headphones. Yeah, it's done. It's editing it right now. And it's being recorded live. And it's sending it. So let's say we finish podcasting. I could send this to Anchor right now. Right now. To. Right now. So how was your week this week, Gil? My week was great. I had a really good week. Uh the house is still being a little bit uh pain, but things are moving along. That's I have really drywall good. now in downstairs area, so that's good. All right, yeah. you fancy now. Yeah, you got some drywall. Oh yeah. Did you install it yourself? I wanted to, but with the insurance, if I installed it myself, they probably would like give us a smaller check because like you're not paying a contractor to fix it. Mm. So we're like, yeah, we're just gonna hire somebody, and they're gonna give us a little estimate so we can give the insurance company, hey, this is how much it costs to fix this. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. I haven't had a situation like that. Knock on wood. But I'm glad that it's a lot less scary than it looks. Yeah. As long as you have insurance, you're good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to. I can't imagine owning a home with no. Can you even own a home? I feel like you maybe can. if you pay it out if right. If you pay it out right, you like, like, uh, what's her name? Shameless Maya. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so cool. The idea of like moving to Sweden or somewhere else. But I'm like, how are the logistics? Like, how does that shit work over there? Right. Yeah. So it's really scary. Like, you have to have homeowners insurance. If you own a home, do we technically own a home if we're still paying for it? Like we mortgage? do technically own the home because mm-hmm. we have a title, just yeah, like a do. car. Yeah, like yeah. you get the title when you're done paying it. And I think it works a little bit different because we own the home because it's it was purchased. Mm-hmm. We just owe someone the money. Yeah. So yeah, because like we have a title. Yeah, we're on the title. It's yeah, we are home. I said the same thing. I was like, we're home owners. I was like. But do we own it? Like, yeah, technically yeah, we, yeah, we, do, we do own it. Yeah, we could do whatever yeah. we want in it. Yeah. Shit, we're paying for the damn damages and shit. It's not like the HOA cares about oh, anything. God, we can do whatever that. we want here. So how was your week? My week was pretty good. It felt pretty productive. Um, I, I got some stuff done at work. You know, I'm, I'm trying to move on up. I got a job offer from a previous employer. Really? Which was really weird because. How'd that happen? It just was really out of nowhere. I wasn't, I wasn't even like aware that she needed anyone for that position again. And I just kind of said, no, you know, I don't. What was the position? It was uh, as an editor, photo editor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's pretty chill. My boss is, I still call her my boss. I don't know. I still call, I don't even work for her, Mm -hmm. but um, my, my boss, she's super chill, like such a nice person. The job is very easy. Um, so. A small part of me was like, hell yeah, but I've already moved on to another job and I kind of want to put my efforts there. 
But, you know, in my head, I was like, are you dumb right now? Yeah. You know, she's offering me $3 more an hour than what I'm currently making, mm. which is a lot of money. So how consistent will this job be? I mean, pretty consistent. Um, I worked for her for three years. So, I mean, I kind of moved on because um, I was doing both photography and photo editing, and I just didn't want to do photography anymore. Mm. I just... It's that that kind of photography. It's a family photography studio. So I didn't really feel like that was where my heart was. And I actually hated it. Like I hated taking pictures because people are a lot of them are young parents and they're really entitled and they are poor parents. And I hate judging other parents because I don't have kids, but they are not great parents. Like even by some pretty low standards, they're not great parents. So having to babysit someone else's kids while doing your job is really exhausting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was like, I can't do this again. Like you have to kill me. (laughs) So I figured being, um, you know, I don't want to say where I work, but just being in an industry that I'm more interested in, I felt like we better for me, but the stress of that new job is so much higher than the old one that I was like, damn, I might, I just have to go back. back. Yeah, Yeah. So, or do split time, you know, so I'm still in the middle of that um, right now. But, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Especially after this year, the stress has been so high with everything that's going on in the country. Me personally, that I was like, maybe this is a, a, a good break for me, you know? Yeah. yeah. I hope that works out. But it'll kind of suck to move away from this new transition and then go back to where you were before. Right. Yeah. And I love my bosses and my coworkers. Like I really enjoy my new job. It's it's mostly the customers that make me feel stressed out, but and that's why I don't want to leave, you know. I love my team or I love working with my team. I do not love my team. I love working with my team. And I don't know, I feel like I'd be really messed up to leave them right now, especially going into the holidays. So I don't know. I'm I'm trying to hang in there, but um, mentally, I have to I have to look out for myself, you know. Because at the end of the day, um, a job is a job. You're replaceable. I hate saying that, but it's true. Yeah. So yeah, do what's best for you. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. We're in a capitalist country. Like, I remember. I think you posted this earlier this week. You're like, um, something about hate is a rhyme. I hate my job, so I piss on company time. Oh. Um, Boss makes a dollar, Boss. I make a dime. Yeah. That's why I pee on company yeah. time. I remember uh, singing that shit a while ago in my old job. And people were like, yeah, motherfuckers, I'm just going to take a shit on the clock. I'm not going to do that shit when I clock out. Take a shit right now. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes sense to me. I mean, my boss had us doing like a water challenge, so I was peeing a lot anyway. Like you couldn't, you had yeah. to fight me on that. I've been drinking a gallon of water all week. That's really good. Yeah. Like at at my job now, I actually fill bottles, so it's like okay, I'm just gonna grab a gallon of water and drink it every single day, and I have to piss every ten minutes. It sucks, and there's I feel like you never adjust. No, you don't. I did it for like a couple weeks, and I was still peeing like every yeah. fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. Like I was for like eight hours. I'm on the machine, like yo, I gotta go take a piss. Yo, my shit clear, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I see a speck of yellow in here, shit. I swear to God. I'm about to fight somebody. Right, right. Man. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, man. But, yeah. So, this week's been pretty good to us. That's good. Can't yeah. complain at all. Yeah. I'm loving it. So, how's how's Alex? Alex doing good? Oh, she's great. Um, She had a couple of days off. So, she had like three days off. Like a little mini vacation. So, she's fine. She's just a little stressed out about the house just a little bit. But other than that, she's fine. 
great. Yeah, she's happy about the roadcaster because I've been bugging the fuck out of her for like three years now about it. So, yeah, she's finally happy that I'm shutting up about it. So I got to move on to something else. I'm like, okay, I need to get something else to bother her. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that, I want a new camera. No, nah, that's, that's the thing. Like, she's like, you have nothing to complain about now. You have your camera, you have your computer, you got your laptop, you got your Rodecaster Pro. I'm like, fuck. Damn it. I, I gotta find out. something else. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to move on to our Poddex question of the week. Do we have a question? Yes, we do. Huh. From Poddex, our Poddex huh. app. So we're going to be using the Poddex app today. So the Poddex app has a bunch of really awesomely curated questions and all the decks are actually themed. So we're uh, actually working on getting a themed deck. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> news. Hello. So yeah, we're actually trying to work with Travis on getting a pod decks culture theory collab on a deck here. So we're very super excited about that because we love using pod decks, but check them out. They have so many good questions to get the ball rolling the decks are really are really funny, some of the questions. So I love reading them. Some of them are just like, oh, man, I never thought about that. Like last, last week's question was like, what does what did your 15-year-old self think you'd be doing now? And I was like, damn, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. There's some little deep questions. Um, so let's see if we can find one. If you can choose your last words, what would they be? A little dark. Ooh, I don't know. I'm very big on saying I love you before I see people. Um, I mean, before I like depart from people Mm -hmm. or get off the phone, just so that like I don't want the last thing I said to them to be like peanut butter. Right, right. I remember that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So I'm just I'm big on that. I mean, I would just say I don't know. Just would probably be the same thing. Hey, I love you. Hey, have a good day. Don't touch my shit. Log me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm honestly big on um, you don't know when's the last time you'll see somebody. So I always try to create a good moment. Like if I could if I could spend time with somebody, I'll make sure, okay, the last time I spent time with this person, we had a great time because I don't know when's the next time I'm going to see this person. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. And um, the, the whole idea of, oh, you're going to see them next time. Why are you such in a rush? I might, I might not get this chance. Right. Like I'm really big on like impulse buying. Ooh. Yeah. Like impulse. Like I'm really, really big on like booking tickets. All right, let's get this now. Let's go now. Like there's these tickets are cheap now. Let's go now. You know what? I'm trying to work on being that kind of person Mm -hmm. because I used to see people do stuff like that. And I was like, how careless, how irresponsible. But I have a friend now that we're like booking like a a couple day vacay. And we were just like talking about dates yesterday. And today he like sent me, he's like, oh, the room is reserved. What's up? You know? And it's like, oh shit. You know? But I was like, fuck it. Why? There's no, literally I have no excuse to not go. Mm -hmm. I have the money. I have the tickets already. Like I'm, I'm literally just, I have to put my body in the car and go. Yeah. And that's if you can thing. do it, why not? I'm such an overthinker. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to blame school, but growing up, you know, they were like, you know, make make sure you're sure. And, you know, oh. look at Gil being rude. That's my wife. She's oh. calling. She answer and be like, hey, we're podcasting. Hey, you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> but uh, let me just text her. But yeah, what are you saying? Yeah. So I'm so used to 
being so sure about stuff. And I think it's just like anxiety normally just kicking in and doing its thing. So I'm so used to just overthinking everything and over planning. Even when I purchase things, I can't just buy something. Like if you go on my Amazon, like purchase history, I'm constantly buying things and then canceling them because I'll look into something and I'll read about it for like hours and hours, like a skincare product. I'll look and research it for like an hour and a half, two hours. And then I buy it and then I'm like, no, no. And I'll take it out. <laughs> Instead of just being like, just buy it, try it. Just because one person didn't like it doesn't mean it might not work for you, blah, blah, blah. I'm just, I'm that way about everything. It's like, how can I best utilize this opportunity? How can I best spend this money? How can I best plan this trip? You know, that's literally me. How can I make the best out of the situation? But you know what? That causes you to miss out on a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. because you're so focused on making this one right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm big on that. Like, and the thing is like with, with Alex, like she's very, Oh, well we have to make sure this is in the right spot. We have to make sure we get like, no, how about we just go? She's like, I remember when we went to Seattle, she's like, I don't, well, this one is far away from these attractions. How about this is the best spot for this, for this thing. Let's just go. And, we we booked this book this Airbnb and there's this far area from the city. Wow, this is actually nice because we get to drive and it's far away. We get to see sightsee instead of being in the city where all the attractions are. We miss out on the countryside, right? And it's, it's all about just how about just going now, just going. I, I'm big on that, like especially. I don't know. I just always been do it now. Let's just go. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to be more like that. And then now that, you know, in last week's episode, if you haven't listened to it, uh, make sure you listen to it. It's called If He's In, I'm Out, episode nine. I'm really trying to be more spontaneous and thinking about moving out of the country. I'm just like, yo, let's 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 travel. Let's sightsee. Let's figure out some places we might potentially move to and just move there. Like the worst thing that will happen is it doesn't work out. You sell your house, you move back. You know, nothing's 100% permanent and we're not trapped there. And I'm, it's not like I don't have anyone to come back to if anything happened. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of that. I mean, I think that's that's too spontaneous just to be like, I'm going to move to another country right now. But I I think that's a pretty dope idea that people do do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I love hearing stories about people that are like, you know what? I hate my hometown. So I just got up and moved across the country and now I'm a world famous such and such, you know, I like that. I think that's dope. Yeah, I mean, I like that idea. Just going and moving on, like I said, just jumping on the train and just moving. Like my uh, good friend, Oren, uh, he grew up down here. He went to Dillard. You know, we kind of grew up in the same church. Uh, I remember us going to um, uh, like this Christian camp, men's ministry. And he decided to leave Florida and go to L.A. and chase his dream and he is now an amazing photographer he takes he took pictures of meg the stallion yes the, the pink bandana mm-hmm. outfit yeah. yeah that's him and he's amazing and he had the same i wouldn't say the same mentality because you know we're not the same person but picking up and just going that right there i think about it all the time and um one of my good friends marvin we talk about Oren a lot and we're always saying man what what would it be like if we just packed up and went to LA, packed up and went to Sweden and just went ahead and did it. I was like, you know, who knows? Right. You know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, let's pack up the Real Castle Pro, 
Move to LA and podcast in the middle of the street. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. This is the last episode of Coaching. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. But we're going to take a break and then we'll get into our first topic. Hey, guys. Check us out on Instagram at Culture Theory Podcast. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash culture theory. Stay updated with us on the website, culture theory podcast.com. And we're back. We're back. We back. Hey guys. Um, so I know that you guys all are um, the people on the internet, the Twitters, the Instagrams. Um, for some of us still, the tumblers do not come for me. So I recently was kind of put on to the story about Chrissy Teigen and John Legend's current um, situation involving their miscarriage, their pregnancy loss. Um, and my heart goes out to them because I haven't personally experienced it, but I know people that have. And I know what a traumatizing event it can be. Yeah. Um, me and Alex went through that when we first got married. It's wild. Wow. Yeah. How was it? I mean, not not to get into the details or get too personal with it, but you as the partner, um, how was it? I was too young to even understand what happened. I just thought, oh, this happens. But then later on in life, and and even with Alice, we were too young to even understand the severity of it, what it was. We just moved on. Right. But then eventually we realized that, oh, wow, we're still hurting from this incident. Right. Were you guys in a place in which you would have been okay if you had a kid? Oh, hell no. Hell no. Financially, mentally, spiritually. Like, I was still trying to appease my family and my my community at the time. We was trying to keep an image. Yeah, I remember uh, even, I still remember tweeting that we're having a baby. And Alex was so excited. And uh, we made those typical things, the announcements. We're having a baby. Oh, my gosh. And baby memes and people saying congratulations and then when people did the math hey where's 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 baby gill where's baby alex oh yeah you know things happen and it was very traumatizing especially for me uh i was always the social person you know, people oh gill oh, loud gill always happy and proud and out and about in the community and alex and you know she's always quiet and all that stuff but then we just had to deal with it in silence and everybody just, Hey, what happened to the baby? I thought you, I thought y'all was pregnant. Yeah. We just, things happen. Right. You know? Right. So, so yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to be a celebrity on that level. Chrissy Teigen and John legend. And then I think they already have a kid. They have two kids. Yeah. So I can't imagine it being, Oh wow. Another successful pregnancy. And then boom, this happens. Yeah. So, and it's like a media blackout apparently. Right. Yeah. It has. You have to. You're a celebrity, and the thing is, these people they're working every single day, podcast, executive producing, commercial ads, all that. Does that technically stop? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you have to. You have to take that time for yourself. Can't imagine on that level because me, we weren't. Well, me, Alex, we weren't really working <laughs> the job that we have now. We were kind of like trying to figure life out. I can't imagine it happening right now for everything to stop. Right. And uh, my heart goes out to them and their family because that's that's just something I, w- I wouldn't want anybody to experience. It's very dark. Right. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that were like in the same predicament that maybe weren't ready to have kids. But when it happens and you decide to keep it, 
your mentality does shift a little bit. Yeah. You know, you start to embrace the idea of being a parent and it's something you welcome. And even though you may have not initially wanted the child, then it, it does become traumatic or it is a huge loss because it, it did end up being something that you were okay with at yeah. some point. So, like I said, never personally experienced it, but from anyone that I know that did experience it, it's it sucks. Yeah. It it is it's I mean, there's no other real word for traumatizing. I know a lot of people um when they talk about trauma, they like to say it's you know, related to um you know, a lot more um like personal attacks, mm-hmm. like when somebody does something personally to you, but yeah, this is 100% an event in which it's almost like, how do you deal with it? What do you do? You know, because a baby, unfortunately, is not something that you deal with on your own. It's something that you experience. And because the baby you, is a lot more involved, like buying a car, not comparing buying a car, but it's something that, hey, I'm buying this car so I can get to work. And it only affects me. A baby affects mom, dad, cousin, auntie, family. Right. It's a big investment. Right. And like I said, with the whole announcement, we're pregnant. Everybody, friends from afar, distant schoolmates and colleagues, I'm so happy for you guys. And then when it doesn't happen, oh, um, what happened? Oh, are you okay? And then the people who don't keep up to date, hey, where's the baby? When y'all having babies? And it's like, uh, do you, how do you tell somebody you're, I'm going through a trauma right now? You say, oh, no, you know, things happen. What happened? And then how do you deal with it when it's constantly being brought up? It's all annoying. the time have, because like you get to a now. point where you feel comfortable with it mm-hmm. and then now someone who's like oh damn wait a second didn't Gil say he had a kid hey Gil what happened you yeah. know and then you have to relive that trauma over and over again it's like how do you even how do you heal from that kind of stuff especially in the age of of social media, social media and there's no excuse for not being able to con everyone has a phone even at a jitterbug level yeah. so it's like how do you even deal with that kind of stuff I really wish we had like some therapy, but it's a good thing that me and Alex were able to communicate and talk about it. Not right away, but you know, like years later, talk about how it affected me and her. And I really wasn't ready mentally, financially, all the lees. You know, we were just kids, had sex, got pregnant, thought that's the thing to do, happy, prayed to God, oh yeah, we're having a baby. And then life happens. Right. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Now, the worst part about the whole thing with uh, Chrissy and John is I, I didn't read it personally because I try not to involve myself or to read that kind of negative stuff. So, but some people were saying things like she deserved it, mm-hmm. you know, because she she kind of, you know, she comes for people, not a disrespectful way, just in a, hey, look at yourself before yeah. you start, you know, talking down other people. So people are like, oh, because of the way she is, she deserves that. And I just want to say for everyone out there, whether or not you agree with those opinions, no one deserves to feel that way no one deserves uh, that kind of heartbreak that kind of trauma regardless of the kind of person that they are you know they're they were a family that was happily expecting their third child um, they very so much were doing everything they could for this to be right and I don't think that making a slick comment here or there or telling someone about themselves is a good reason for you to say something so disrespectful and insensitive and just ignorant 
you know, and especially for the men who were saying that, you have no idea what it feels like. You know, you as a partner, exactly. it was hard for you. Imagine how it felt for like your wife, you know, and it's I just I can't believe that people still are coming out of their mouths and, and saying things like that to people like it's it's not OK. And I don't know why people think that just because you're a celebrity or you have a certain status or you have a certain amount of money that you can tolerate or deal with stuff differently. But you're just like anyone else. Um, just like all these other celebrities have taken their life, you can be dealt a hand that you can't deal with. Yeah. And to say those things in a time where it's already very difficult for them is just shows shitty judgment on your part and, and shows the world the kind of person you are. Reading the Twitter, Twitter, reading the tweet tweets, the Facebook comments and the memes that I've seen about this. It's there's like a very whole that I don't really like. Right. There's a lot of people saying, um, well, you don't know what type of person they are behind the scenes. They aren't glam and lights and glam. They're all dark. So this is this is what God God don't like ugly. What are you saying? So the so baby everyone, deserve to die. Everyone knows someone behind the scenes, yes. and if you think that someone just like Ellen, the whole Ellen show thing, where people who worked for her were just like, yeah, she's trash. She's actually not that nice of a person, as you know, or as nice of a person as you think she is. Everyone knows someone behind the scenes. So if they were that shitty of a person, someone would know, regardless if it's everyone in the world or a few people, someone would know. Someone would have said, hey, I know them personally. You know, unfortunately, this isn't, this isn't a good thing, but maybe this is karma for how horrible they treat people or, you know, it. somebody would know something. Like I said, again, not justifying um, people saying those hurtful things, but I don't, how do you judge someone based on something like, and like you said, it's not her. The baby died. Yeah, the baby died. The baby died, you know? And it's, yeah, it's hurtful for the family, but the baby was a person too, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't know how far along she was when she miscarried, but I don't know. I just, I'm really, I'm really shocked that people think it's okay to say stuff like that. Well, once you're behind a keyboard, you can say anything you want. Like you can, I've said some, mali- I mean, I remember reading some of my old tweets. I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Oh, I was hiding behind a keyboard. Keyboard warriors. People do the most heinous things. What, what's, what's the, what's the uh, thing Kanye, Kanye West says? I forgot how it goes, but it goes, the, the premise is like, we would do the most disgusting things behind the scenes because nobody's here to see it. Right. Like people look up the most disgusting things. Like Karens are the worst people on Facebook. Right. Because nobody's there to, hey, stop. What are you doing? Stop it. No, you're on a keyboard. It's my internet, my computer, my phone. I'm going to say whatever I want to say. And online, it's disgusting. Reddit, Twitter, Facebook comments. It's just, people are nasty. Yeah, Reddit is the worst one. I remember I got on Reddit one time. Sorry, a little off topic. But my best friend is a Chinese, of Chinese descent. She's Chinese-American. And she speaks Cantonese, which she was trying to explain to me that it's, it's kind of like Creole and French, mm-hmm. similar languages, but like, yes. if you, if I spoke French and you spoke Creole, we probably wouldn't be able to hold mm-hmm. a real conversation. You know, there's some words that are the same, but overall, no. Yeah. And so someone was asking something about the difference between Mandarin and Cantonese. And I just very kindly said, I do not speak either of these languages. I'm just saying what my best friend who's Chinese, she speaks Cantonese. What she told me is it's kind of a little country. Um, so the, you know, the words don't translate or anything, but basically in short, no, it's not the same. If you spoke Cantonese or Mandarin, like it's, it doesn't translate the Mm -hmm. same way. And they went 
in. Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Name calling. It was wild. And I remember I was like, damn, because I stuck to like one specific. It was an Asian beauty Reddit. And I just remember thinking like, damn, I have to stay in my little bubble because people are fucking nasty. Mm -hmm. Like people for nothing. Like you have no idea who I am. You have no idea like the intent with which I made that comment, but you just went in because you didn't like how I said what I said. This is obviously off topic. Um, but I posted a picture of the podcast setup when I first got it. And for some reason, I only put one arm on the table just for some weird reason. One arm was on the table. Maybe I was doing something else with the other podcast arm for, for the microphone. For those of you who don't know, there's the arm that holds up the microphone. I took a picture of it and I posted it on Reddit on this forum for podcasts. People went in saying that, wow, all that expensive equipment, you only got one microphone and two chairs. And it was just like. Oh, oh shit! That's that's hilarious! Wow, just one mic! Wow, nice podcasting by yourself. <laughs> Who are you podcasting a ghost? And it was just like it was funny, but then after a while, it just started getting mean and then dark. And I was like, "Who are these people?" Right? It's like, what the fuck? You ever wonder when someone says something? It's like, what do you want me to say to that? Yeah, yes. It's like, what do you want me to say to that? And the thing is, it's not. Is I think we've said this before on previous podcasts, like. People aren't looking to have a conversation. They're just looking to spew their hate and their jealousy and their envy. And they're just dark energy for no reason. Like, I wouldn't come up to my neighbor, like a random neighbor. Hey, did you know that fires burn? Right. What? What? Yeah, fires are hot. And just walk away. No, what are you doing? Like, what? I would think you're threatening me. Like, you about to burn my house down? Yeah, it's like, what did that have to do with him? And where is that conversation going to go? Right. Is he going to say, yeah, actually, you know, fires are actually from the 19th. No, that conversation is dead. And most people on the Internet, they don't care what they say. They just like on forums when I'm on this photographer forum, um, Becky and Chris, and on the uh, on on the, the post rules and terms of services, they say, please don't post a photo and just leave. This is a conversational forum. You post a photo. You want us to critique it? Please conversate with us. Don't just, this is not a place you just post your shit and leave. No, conversate. And it's like, why? We have to get back to that. Even though the internet is a, is a medium that kind of removes the whole social construct of conversation and humanity, we still have to realize that this is the new way of how we communicate. Right. We have to find a way to make it normal. We have to banter. We have to banter. We have to be able to create a balance here yeah? because basically the computer, it's, it's like a medium and it separates us. But then again, at the same time, it kind of brings us together. Eh? And it brings us together. But then again, it kind of separates us. Like you can be in Sweden. I want you to here. use that voice when you're ordering food, but then go pick it up. Uh, I've done that before. <laughs> I, but I didn't use that voice. I use like a white guy voice. I use my white guy voice when I want to get my way with like computer services. Is like, that sad? I told you the that, story about the Apple? Yes. I need to get my, my computer. I'm a content creator. Like, it's so disgusting. People Ew, are disgusting. God. People are disgusting. Yeah. As as I get older, I, I realize that, like, I'm not interested in, in having relationships with lots of people. Like, my husband has a lot of friends. Just because people are are so self-absorbed and just selfish in general that, like, I don't want, I don't want to become a victim of that. I was a victim. Um, this is just sidetracking, but 
I don't think I told you the story. Something happened to me um, the other day while I was leaving the gym. I have a friend, really good friend of mine. Alex keeps telling me, I you got to stop saying people are your friend. Right. Um, but this is somebody, she's like, this is who this person is. She's like, this is person that you went to high school with. And that's it. You went to high school with this person. They're not your friend. I was like, yeah, he's my friend. Like, When's the last time you spoke to him? When's the last time you seen him? So this person, uh, we were friends from high school and he wanted to, he wanted to get some of my services. But at the time I was, you know, my little happy mood, I was super busy. This was like last year. Um, he wanted some of my services. He wanted a consultation and shit like that. And I said, oh, cool. Let's, Bro, I'm not gonna charge you. You're from your bro way back in the day. You let's just come, banter. Let's just banter. Let's just tame up here. Let's just let's just create, you know, oh back in the day, like the old lads and from uh from across the pond, we're just hanging out here. <laughs> so we're just just coming together, just to banter. But the thing is, the weekend I was on holiday with the wife and went to Seattle, and basically I was over a, another state, and he was inquiring of my services but i physically couldn't make it i came back from seattle from holiday and i basically was super busy i was in this warehouse situation my job and i was taking on other jobs i was doing editing i was editing podcast i was being an adult you know trying to absolutely right (laughs) this is exhausting (laughs) (laughs) so i was trying to like i came from seattle at that time and i was trying to like get back into business and at the same time i got in contact with travis the pod decks dude so i'm trying to create content for him trying to get in his eye trying to do shit for marvel i was doing some quick photo shoots for marvin so i was just like oh this is coming up so he's like yo when are we gonna do our um consultation and i was like bro i'm not gonna charge you i just don't have the time right now but i might have some free time next month Next month happened, and then I got this cinema, cinema, seminar gig. And I had like this, uh, I think you remember that. Like I had a yeah. seminar for like every other weekend, and it was like $1,500, $1,200, uh, $1,000. Oh, I don't got time for anything but this film, filming these seminars. And this is something new. I've never done this type of work before, so I'm kind of anxious, and I'm kind of busy. So I didn't have any free time, but times that I did, I'd probably go out hanging out with you or hanging out with a Toya. Shit, I had to go to the seminar to hang out with Gil. Like I had yes, to- <laughs> you had to. I had to hire her to hang out with me to help me with the seminar because I was so busy. Yeah, and and then so that at that time, this guy, I don't know, he just went away, and um, I don't. He just faded and went to the abyss where most people who uh, tried to hang out. Just, just faded away because I, I was super busy. I'm trying to establish something here. So he comes up to me um, at the gym yesterday. He's like, hey, um, we're just, we just left the gym. He's like, hey, uh, you know, I felt disrespected. I'm like, what? What, what? what are you talking about, bro? Yeah, I didn't like the way you treated me. I was like, what? Yeah, I felt like you ghosted me. And I'm like, oh, whoa, I'm sorry. Like, what, what do you mean? Yeah, last year... uh I wanted to do this thing for YouTube and you said you'd help me, but you never made time to hang out. You know, I thought we were friends and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, you're right. Yo, my bad, man. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. I just felt like you weren't transparent. If you wanted me to pay, I would have paid. And I was like, oh shit, you're right. I should have just charged you, but 
think I made it clear that I just want to hang out. I haven't talked to you since high school. Just kind of wanted this to be a thing where I help and I invest in your business. But the thing I thought I wanted you to understand was I'm super busy and things just happen. Like I don't at the time I think just, hey, Gil, are you free? Yes, I'm free. What do you where you want me to be? How many cameras do you need? Do you not, do I need an assistant? Whatever the case is. And he's like, well, I felt like you didn't appreciate me. And I felt like what I was doing wasn't important to you. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, and I did not received that. And I said, oh, wow. Okay. I take that. I understand. I hurt you. That was not my intention. I'm so sorry. And next time I'll try to do better. As a matter of fact, you made me realize I might have done that to several other people. But here's the thing. You might not. This, my, unbeknownst to you, and he kept elaborate, he keeps speaking in a sense that I do this full time. I was like, unbeknownst to you, I still have a full time job. What? Yeah, I work full time and I do this when I have the time. My schedule is pretty ridiculous. Right. And I don't have a lot of free time. It might look like I do. And he's like, oh, but you know, I was like, but on social media, it's just, uh, it's just one vision here. Where it looks like I'm completely available, but I'm not. I work eight to ten hours a day. Right. And Gil literally, when you see the the little vlogs that he was doing, he recorded that in the middle in the in the morning. Yes. And then he would go to work, edit them at work, and post them that night. Yeah. Like he was busy. Yes. Like it's not like, oh yeah, this is, I'm bored and I'm home now. And like, no, mm-hmm. he was while he was working would edit the video. Like yeah. I remember I asked you, like, are you okay with this? Or maybe you should cut down on, like, the type of work you're doing or how much work you're doing because, you know, you're going to get burnt out, you know? Yeah. And it's, I mean, you slow down now so yeah. that you you do more projects that you actually enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. You don't, I, I don't, I don't feel like you work less, but I feel like you don't talk to me about being as exhausted, like, hating the projects you're doing yeah. or the type of clients you get. It's a lot more of, like... Uh, maybe I don't really want to just type of work, but they were cool. And, and you know, yeah. it was, it was good money. It was quick money or something like that. Um, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. It, Cause the thing is, I didn't want to have more of those situations. Cause I'm like, you know what? You're right. Maybe I, he's like, well, he kind of said something that kind of was weird too. He's like, well, if you need help, you ask your wife to help you. I was like, well, it doesn't have to help me. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, you know what? I take that. And I was like, I'm sorry you felt that way. And I'll try to do better next time. He's like, yeah, I just want to let you know. I, I didn't want you to walk around town and thinking we're cool. And I was like, oh, shit. I respect that. You know, what do yeah. you think of that? I don't know. Because at first I, I was really upset. I was heated in the moment. And I was talking to him. I was very heated. And I was like, listen, bro, I don't got to talk to you, nigga. But yeah. then after I was like, oh, shit. You know what? He came, it took a lot for him to even say that. And he said he's been harboring that since last year, last November. So I was like, okay, I appreciate that. I feel like I I appreciate when people are honest with me, Mm -hmm. even if I don't like what they're saying. Mm -hmm. I feel like as long as you don't call me out of my name, if you are telling me what you feel in your heart, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes sometimes people aren't really upset or it's not that they don't mean what they say, but sometimes they just got to get it off their chest. Yes. So I always let people talk. Like, I don't get upset, like, at work. I don't get upset with friends. People are like, you're so patient. I'm like, no. It's just, you just sometimes you're just mad. I, we all do it. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes just like, I feel I've been wronged in some way. Oh, you feel like you've been wronged? Why do you feel like you've been wronged? Yeah. Okay, explain it. Okay, well, let me tell you the truth. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't do this with the intention because my big thing is intention. So I only get mad at people if I feel like they 
purposely did something or they did it with the intention to upset me or hurt me or something like that. So if somebody said something that maybe I don't agree with, as long as I feel like it came from a good place or an honest place, that's fine. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I listened and I talked to my wife and she was like, you know, he's right. I was like, yeah, but you know, you shouldn't feel guilty because it's not like you were intentionally ignoring him. Right. You just had a lot that you were doing and your intentions were trying to get an escape from the rat race so you can work, do this full time to take care of me. So right. your heart was in a good place. It just so happened the place that you were in, you hurt somebody by accident. Bitch, guilt flicked on me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, and, you know, it was like, at first it was like, you know, like, oh, God damn it, go. But it's kind of like, yeah. hey, man, you know, he's putting in the work. To, to, like you said, like create the life that you want. And you can't be mad at that. Yeah. Like, and the, and the thing is, not like I was, not like I was doing it intentionally. And she's like, I was like, you don't do it intentionally. You just have so much going on at, at those times. I had so much going on that I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Who, who, who called me last? I'm here. Now I'm like, hey, I'm only free on Sundays. I'm not really doing anything on during the week unless it's like a paid gig and it has to pay me. You know, right. good. Yes. Has to pay. Yeah, good. And I've been resting more. I've just been feeling a lot better versus just chasing it and being. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like a quick buck here and there. But then you sacrifice a lot of time, a mm-hmm. lot of time with your wife, a lot of time with your friends, a yeah. lot of time on your personal projects. And I know that it's morbid, but I constantly think about the future and how important it is for you to to just live in the now. Because, and like I said, again, morbid and knock on wood, but like. If you if something happened to you or happened to Alex, would you be like, it's fine. At least I went and took a bunch of. No, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, damn, I wish I spent more time with her and I appreciate her more and blah, blah, blah. Like, Alex's not going to leave you for being busy. She actually like loves that. She make that money, you know, produce that. Do this. But on a personal level, you don't ever want to miss out on an opportunity with your friends, family, loved them with anyone. Uh to overextend yourself mm-hmm. there's just no there's no reason for it honestly yeah, it's not worth it it's really not worth yeah. it if your family and your friends love you they want you to be happy and healthy right because what did you gain like uh, what nothing. what do you feel like you gained from working that hard anxiety and a heart uh, at one point i thought i was having a heart attack because <laughs> i had like constant anxiety like a big ass knot in my chest mm-hmm. it wasn't worth it right so, I mean, unless you're like, you, there's like an actual achievable goal, but a lot of this stuff is just like a random stab in the dark, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have your own studio. It wasn't like, you know, you were working towards something or you have a manager and it's like, no, it really was just like doing shit to do shit. Yes. Just to be productive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, fuck that. I'm done with that. Yeah. Fuck that. Once you hit, th- I'm telling you, like I try to, I had an old friend, he's, he's pretty young still. Um, and I try to explain to him that the older you get in your 20s, the less and less you care about this really not important stuff anymore. And then when you get to 30, you just start to like, well, if you if you mature and grow, mm-hmm. um, you just kind of vibe with what is meaningful to you. And you just stick with that and you grow from there instead of you worrying about what's important to other people or what made other people rich or made other people wealthy or whatever. You just kind of stay in your own lane. You care less about, oh, I have to do this or, oh, this is my favorite content creator and he does this. So I have to do that if I want to be successful like him. It's just life doesn't work like that. And I know people put in work, but a lot of stuff is, you know, chance, work, Mm -hmm. luck. It's it's a mixture of all that stuff. 
There's people. How many people have you seen that have blown up? And they're like, damn, I was on YouTube for nine years and I have one video blew up. It's, it's a lot of times it's not, oh, you put in that work or whatever. Some people put in work and it fails. Some yeah. people don't barely try and they're famous, you know? Tina Mojo. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's, it's just something. It's, it's not worth it. You got to do what makes you happy, what makes you feel good inside and wholesome and warm and fuzzy and all that good shit. Yeah. Like I was thinking, I tweeted this earlier this week. I said, it makes no damn sense why. A video that I recorded with my smartphone helped me get somewhere closer to where I want to be versus all the videos I've had with my blurry background, 4K camera, good microphone. Man, I was like, I was talking to some dude in the UK. We were talking on Instagram. He's like, dude, that video was so simple, yet it resonated with so many people. Like, people are calling you adorable. I'm like, like I know, it's so weird. And all my other videos are like, High quality, crisp background, sharp. Gil's lens costs more than my month of mortgage. Man, it's crazy. And no one cares about those videos. Nobody cares. Gil was like, let me slap this. Let me put this phone on a stack of books and make Yo, a make a cup of tea. Dumb. Yeah. That's the tripod that I use. I use a zip tie to hold the phone. But we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. You when it's you try your heart and you're like, Yo, this this content slaps, this video, this is so good. No one watches it. And then you're like, you know what? I really like this matcha. Let's make this matcha. It's going to be fun. And then mm-hmm. it blows up and yeah. the company's like, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And then it's so it's, it's really doing what you love. Cause it's something that you love doing, like making quick video. You had just like discovered matcha. You were like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. And you know, and people saw that like the, it was so genuine, you know, cause there's people that love matcha like me and I'm seeing you find matcha. It's like, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so weird. It is weird. Yeah. yeah but, but yeah, our prayers to Tegan and oh, Chris <laughs> Tegan, Chrissy Tegan, yeah, her family, John, John the kids, um, and everybody involved in this. It's not easy um, to deal with something like this, especially as you said, like as a celebrity. Um, but I hope that people do give them their space and their time. I don't see anyone They're being not. super, um, except for the trolls and the assholes, mm-hmm. being super like, "Hey, tell us what happened." But I, yeah, because it's, it's that kind of stuff is super personal. It's really none of your business. But I really hope that they do take the time that they need to heal. They have tons of content. Don Legend has a fire discography. Uh, Love in the Future, one of my favorite albums. Holy shit, that's a good album. But yeah, if y'all, y'all need new content, just check out all the other great stuff they got going on. And, you know, hopefully we can wrap this year up and things will start to look up for them. And then we can throw 2020 in the trash where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so next next topic that I'm personally interested in is um, Madam Cardi B's salami nipples. Hmm. I still haven't seen them. Okay, so I didn't know where to find them. My husband found the picture for me. I don't remember where he found it. I think hmm. he said a friend posted something. So I see it, right? Because... Everyone's freaking out about her nipples, which to me, I'm like, okay, she used to be a stripper. So tons of people have seen her nipples. So why is she freaking out? Apparently, she's really embarrassed about her nipples. So we all know that she's had work done. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that changed the size, the color, the shape of her areolas. And maybe she's self-conscious about them now. Although you can get like kind of corrective surgery for your nipples and stuff so i don't i really i really don't i don't know the the history of her titties but she just starts freaking the fuck out 
And she's like, I have these giant nipples. I got these giant salami nipples. That's what she said? Yeah. And I'm thinking this is a funny show. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was hard down trying to find hard the video. Hard I was hard nipple down <laughs> trying to find the video. Cause I watched the video that she put Is a video about, or a photo? The photo got leaked, but she did a thing talking about her salami nipples and she's so embarrassed and she really didn't mean to leak it. <laughs> 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 so I think it was on Twitter or something. Which girl? I'm I'm not gonna find no. that now. But yeah, it was just, it was just really funny. So I ended up I did see the picture. My husband showed me, and she do got some big nipples. Like I'm not gonna lie, they're not like um gargantuan Godzilla nipples. And no. oh my god, her whole titty is just an areola. And just to explain, guys, so the areola is the the round part. The nipple is just a little part that pokes out. That's mm. your nipple. The areola is the color part around yeah. it. So technically. She got really big areolas. She do got some salami areolas. They're they're not a hundred percent like round and symmetrical. That's that's what caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. They're not a hundred percent round, and I don't want to try to describe it because I'm gonna not describe it correctly. So I feel like maybe that's why she's self conscious about her nipples. But I don't think Cardi B's ever gonna listen to Culture Theory podcast. But maybe she will. She's a woman of culture herself. Right. <laughs> Her daughter's name is Culture. Maybe this will come up somewhere. But, girl, you got beautiful titties. You have nice nipples. You got great areolas. You don't have nipples that somebody else don't have. Don't let nobody talk about your titties. Don't let anybody talk about your nipples. Somebody, I was reading the comments people were saying about her titties, and I was like, y'all look like frogs, first off, coming for her titties like that. So, Cardi B, you have beautiful boobies, okay? And... I don't know what you paid for them, how many times you got them done, but them your titties, okay? You paid for them. That came out of your pocket. So you, don't let nobody talk about your titties. Don't let nobody come for your nipples, your areolas. Everybody's insecure about something. Right. Body, so. Right. Just get, right. but remember this, girl. Pretty sure they're beautiful. Your, your areolas are worth a lot more than everybody else talking shit about you. Yeah. So. Everybody's areola look like Oreos, so. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so funny. She got this big salami. Because my husband is also from New York. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's pizza or whatever, but like, uh, he always says, I got pepperoni nipples. Like, to him, about himself, not me. But he always says he got pepperoni nipples, which is, it's like funny. So I'm like, do all people from New York, is it is it like pizza toppings? Is that what your nipples that, look like? That's Does what someone they got mushrooms? Things. That's what they compare things. Oh my gosh, man. This is this room is big as a uh, pepperoni. Right. Right. Pepperoni. So, does somebody got sardine titties? Does somebody got mushroom titties? I don't, I don't know. get the food comparison. I got cheese titties. I got stuffed crust titties. Eat the salami nipples. I'm vegan. Oh, oh, tofu nipples. I got that. Oh, what's that brand of that vegan cheese? That's with a D. Oh, my God. D? I forget. No. That's with a D. D? 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 I don't remember. Mm. But, yeah, you got, I don't know. But yeah, I was I she's was very young. happy. She, well, she's twenty eight. Yeah, she just she's, turned twenty eight. She got nudes on the internet. Girl, you used to be a stripper. Everybody's yeah. seen them titties. And first, you've seen a titty. You've seen them all. People yeah. watch Parno. Girl, your titties are not like new. If people are gonna act like they never seen a titty before, they're probably underage or insecure about their own titties. But I feel, a lot of people were saying online that she is trying to um, distract from the divorce. From the divorce I, case, listen. It's they, like, why y'all they, hotep ass niggas like get his ideas from? They break up, they get back together. Yeah. They break up because apparently she was know. sending him a nude. 
And how did she leak it? She sent it on Instagram? She accidentally uploaded to Instagram. And then what she did was she thought that if she turned her phone off. No, no. It that's would, not how it that works. It would work. cut the connection. That's not how that works. And it wouldn't. But it ended up sending. But, you know, and I'm, I'm sure it's an iPhone. People have alerts. No, it takes a long time for it to shut down completely for you to turn it back on to load. Yeah. So by the time she got the phone back on, everybody had seen them titties. Two minutes is an infinity in internet time. You can right. copy anything. Correct. Yeah. I have a friend, Anton, he posted a video on YouTube a couple of months ago, and he's like, oh, I got to delete that shit, bro, I'm watching it now. No, I deleted it. Nope, I'm watching it now. I can start from the beginning and end, and I can download it. That's how that shit internet works, bro. You don't, can't turn it off. It's on the internet. It's on there now until you delete it. Right. I can save it. Right. And I'm thinking like, like I'm, I'm such a tech head. We're such tech heads. I'm thinking, why don't they know that? Well, I don't know. People think that if you just like unplug it or cut something off, like oh. that'll just stop it. But it's a lot of that's a lot of people's like ideas. You know, it's just oh, if I don't save, because I think it's in the the age of video games. If you don't save it, then if you come back, it's like it never happened. But <sighs> now nah, the internet has everything. It holds. Autos. Internet is it holds all your secrets. Yes, everything. All the dark webs. All your your fake uh, Instagram accounts. Oh, so I have a friend of mine. She created a uh, Twitter, not a Twitter, but an Instagram, and she. It was like, it was like the most, it was an Instagram, but for her, like an OnlyFans. So it was like seductive pictures, not posting pictures of her face, just, you know, random pictures of her body. Right. Sure, there were scratch marks, her toes. And I was like, it was like something like sexy Betty 22. I was like, I texted her, hey, um, just so you know, Instagram texts me and everybody else in your contact list that you created an Instagram called sexy Betty 2020. Right. You're, this is not a secret. How did you know? It alerts me. How about you create a page like that, but don't attach your phone number to it. Create a Google Voice or something. Don't, it's going to text, it's going to snitch. Right. This is so embarrassing. Yep. Your grandma, your auntie, everybody got an alert saying that you created a Instagram page called Sexy Betty 2020. Listen, at this point, I don't care because my grandma don't pay my bills. Yeah. Also, she's dead. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> It's, do that. It's, it's fucked up but it's like it's like kind of a benefit of just like having a small family you just you ain't gotta hear shit about nothing what do you feel like about the family dynamic now with social media i feel like everybody's getting smaller i know i feel like it's not just the internet but it's people realizing that we don't have to conform to old societal norms mm-hmm. and having to respect people that don't respect you or um, being able to be more outward with the kind of person you really are and not having to hide it. So, like, I don't speak to my family and stuff like I did when I was little. And I grew up, I like, my Canadian side of the family moved away when I was really young. So, growing up, I kind of spent more time with the Haitian side, like, the few Haitians that came here. And I used to have to, like, be very respectful and very nice and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And then it got to a point in my life, because my both my parents are very supportive of us being free spirits as long as we're not doing anything illegal and disrespectful. And I just realized, like, I don't like these people. Like, I don't want to maintain relationships with people that I wouldn't, like, start a relationship with. Yeah. And I just got to a point where I was like, I don't like them. I'm not spending time with them. I'll say hi to them out of respect for you. But if I saw them on the street, I would 100% think about slapping or spitting on them. Mm-hmm. Not spitting, that's disgusting. I don't know why I said spit. That's so gross. But, um, you know, just slapping them because I have time. Um, so I think now uh, social media allows you to reconnect with, like, the right people because you can have your own, like, relationships and strengthen relationships with certain people. You know, like, 
if I just wanted to talk to my cousin and I hated my aunt, I could just go on social media and yeah. have this relationship with my cousin without going to my aunt's house. Yes. You know, and I really like the idea of like kind of picking and choosing who you want in your life. Like um, when I was in college and I took French um, because the my my dad's family was very wealthy in Haiti. So they all went to really good schools and they learned French. So I was able to speak to like certain cousins and stuff. And I wasn't forced to like go to a family gathering and yeah. meet all these people that I don't want a relationship with that are going to try to talk to me and maintain something with or whatever, because everybody has people in their family that have like ulterior motives. Like my ther- my therapist told me. You can have the same relationship with someone and both have different intentions for mm-hmm. that relationship. So I could be, and no offense and not just because they're Haitian, but like I could want a genuine relationship with someone and maybe they're just looking for a way to get me to send them money through Cam, yeah. you know, to Haiti or something, you know, like, oh, well, if I come, come, come. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just like, I don't want that. So, you know, I went on WhatsApp because a Haitian love a WhatsApp mm-hmm. and I was talking to like certain cousins and like in French and like getting to know them and stuff. And it was like. It was really nice to be able to be like, shit, like, I don't have to go to a fucking wedding yes. or a reunion or a birthday or party a or whatever, a funeral to connect with people that I want to. And I don't have to, like, talk to, like, a weird uncle or an aunt that I'm, that's got too much attitude or she don't like my tattoos or how I look or, you know, like, so I don't feel like social media is killing the family dynamic. I think people are waking up and realizing that they don't have to have relationships with people that don't serve them, mm-hmm. that are maybe homophobic, that don't like tattoos, that don't like um, your career path, um, don't like where you work, who you talk to. Don't like your beard. Your beard, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your non-gender yeah. your conforming dog. person, the, your dog, yeah. the fact that you don't, you know, go to church, anything like that. Like, you don't have to deal with that anymore. And people are realizing you can exist, you can have a whole ass life without these people in it. And I think that's what social media does, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I know sometimes it feels like we're not as connected as social media is supposed to make us feel. But I do genuinely feel like it, you, it's not that you're disconnecting. You're just connecting with the right people. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm, I agree with that. 100%. That's the most cohesive fucking thought I've had all yeah. week, boy. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. 100%. Oh. So do you feel like because um, obviously you have. I think you have, do you have more family down here than I do? Oh, I have a lot of family down here. Yeah. Cause a I lot. have like three, my dad and two of his brothers came to America and that more. was it. My, my dad's brother, uh, my mom has a sister and a brother. They have kids. I have family in Fort Myers. I have fam- lots of family in Miami. I have cousins. I have family in Bahamas. I have, yeah, I have lots of family down here. I see them all the time. So how do you feel? Um, about having social media and being able to connect with people that you really like and stuff. So, um, especially now that you're out of what we like to call the cult. Mm-hmm. Gil was a Seventh Day Adventist, and now he's not. Call it a cult. Mm-hmm. It's literally <laughs> like a cult. Um, so how do you feel about getting out of that and then being able now? Because from what you've explained to me, I don't know what it's like, but from what you explained to me, it's very controlling. Like the environment is very controlling, it's- and you have to conform to a certain way of life and ideology. So now that you're out of that and you now kind of like make a fam- little family out of like your own friends and certain people like, you know, your like your siblings, like right now you don't have to go visit your parents to, to have a relationship with your sibling. You can just call them or go on social. How does how does that feel for you? I still feel trapped. Um, I was having you said this the other day and I wanted to reply. 
But you said, wow, you haven't posted a Rodecaster Pro on Instagram or social. And it's because I feel so guilty that my family will see something expensive and be like, oh, he could have sent us money. Mm. I still feel that. And Alex says that all. She's like, you need to stop feeling guilty. Like I, I had my computer fix a couple of weeks ago. But I and I have that mentality in my mind that oh, I don't want them to know that I have a computer anymore because they will start asking me for money. And they still do. And it's like it's I really want to help. But then at the same time, it's like I can't because they they see, oh, he's having a photo. She has a studio. He has a computer. He has model friends. He has a podcast. Oh, he has money. He just doesn't want to help us. So for me, it's like I'm still stuck in it because I can. I know it's pro- it's definitely true, but I'm probably over exaggerating it. It's like they're having conversations and saying, "Oh, he just doesn't want to help us. He's being stingy. He's he uh, he he doesn't go through anything. He has a wife and a dog. He doesn't have any kids. He has no financial problems." So I feel like I'm still stuck in it, and I, I it probably is going to take a long time for me to officially feel free. But in the back of my head, I always feel like I'm being judged online because I still have my family members. But you have to remember that you earn that. Yeah. Like, that's your money. They don't understand that. Right. Because do your parents support you? Do your parents give you money? Do your parents like... But That's the thing is like their mentality is they sacrificed enough for me that I should literally be the one breaking my back to help them. And then when, when me and Alex first got married, that was my livelihood. Like, I was busting my butt. Doing everything I can to help my cousins, my 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 brother who got deported, uh, my my mom and my dad, doing everything I could, like taking them to the hospital, taking care of this, buying this, and doing that. And Alex, like you know, you it's not your responsibility. It's not. And I used to feel bad because I always felt like I should help everyone who I can and this and that. But I even like my mom the other day. You know, we always talk about if we win the lottery, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna give me a monthly allowance?" And I was like, "No." Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? No, you're not going to take care of me. And I was like, of course I take care of you. I'm going to buy you a house. I'm going to buy you a nice house. And you won't have to pay your mortgage ever again. And I will give you like a sum of money, but it's up to you to make sure that you don't waste it. Mm -hmm. Because if I support you for the rest of my life, then I'm not going to have any money. And I have to look out for my family now. And if I have kids and their college fund and their future and building generational wealth. If I ever got the opportunity, that's what I would do with it. Yeah. Because I used to be so, oh my God, if I won $10 million, I'm giving you a million, you and me. And then it was just like, no, yeah. no, I will help you. I will never watch someone that I love that needs something. Cause that is, the, I'm sorry. And I've seen it happen and I ain't going to name names, but I've seen people who have watched people struggle and lose. When they have something and can help. And I will never be that person because I've never been that person, bitch. I'll be fucking broken homeless before I watch my mama be out on the street or some Mm -hmm. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I'm no longer interested in supporting everybody and doing everything I can for everyone else because, and it's going to sound selfish, but they didn't do it for me. And I'm, I'm going to be concerned about the same way they were concerned about theirs is is how I'm going to be concerned about mine. I have to worry about my future with like my partner and this and that. I would never. If but here's the thing with the, it's not just the cult. Um, so what's happening at Venice is just the culture too. It's like, oh, oh, you didn't. You, your mom needs this, and we, you're not coming. You know, your mom was sick, and you didn't come and see her. Um, mom had COVID. I work right. a full time job. I called her every day. Yeah, but she's sick. You didn't come and see her. 
how am I going to come and see her and jeopardize my household, my wife, my livelihood? If if she has COVID, I'll get it. I'll have to quarantine for 14 days. I don't, I mean, I, I they will pay me for 14 days, but what if I actually get it and die? Right. Like, what the hell? And then that, that was an argument, and, and my mom was very upset. And I was like, logically speaking, shouldn't you have been worried about my well-being? Like, stay away? Right. Like My mother-in-law, um, she lives alone, and she always, like, is concerned about if something happens to her when she's alone. I remember my husband one time just made a comment. He was like, I live so far away from you that... You'd be stupid if your first call was to me and not 911. Like, what am I supposed to do for you yeah. if you break your leg or do something? You, you'd have to go to a hospital anyway, you know? And then she got sick. She, I don't, I think it was me ish around the time where like the shutdowns and stuff were happening. And then she was like, yeah, don't come over. You know, I'm sick, you know? Cause it was kind of like, what's the point of you? What am come, I going to do? What, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Tea? Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I like, I, I don't want to be around anyone that's sick. Like when I got, I got a cold literally the day before my job shut down and they told me not to come to work. Cause I was, I sounded horrible. I didn't get a fever. Thank God. I checked my, I literally checked my temperature every hour, but I felt horrible. And I literally, I slept downstairs. I took, I, I literally did not leave the couch except to use the bathroom. Um, Vic's way too nice. And he took care of me and he slept downstairs. And I told him not to, but like I, I don't. Why would I jeopardize someone's health so that they can? What? What? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Just to say I'm a good person or a yeah. good partner or it's whatever. It's all about um, appearances. Well, the, yes. The, the place where I grew up in the culture that I grew up in is all about the cult. Oh, you look grew up what in. I did. Look what I did for you. Look what. Oh my gosh! Look what Gil did for um, Sarah. Gil got this thing for. He always used to do. And then that that's just the thing that I grew up in. I loved. Oh my gosh. Oh, did you hear that Gil did this? Yeah, he did that. I was like, yeah, I did that. But now I'm like, nobody cares. Nobody, in this small little bubble, outside of it, nobody cares. And then the thing is, I didn't do it genuinely. I did it so everybody can talk about it. Right. And that, was, that wasn't a life that I wanted to live. And that's not a life Alex was ever wanted to be a part of. Like, she hated that. Like, she has a big family, even though it's her and her mom. But she has a huge family outside of it. Like, she has... Her mom has like six or seven brothers and sisters. Like they, they're everywhere, and they're all about what we can do for each other. Look, look what I can, look what I did, look what I, look what I bought. No, she never. She hated that. And that's what she wanted to move away from. That's why it just me and her and moved up here just to be away from all that chaotic bullshit. And then I moved next to Gil. And yeah. He's like, God dang it, <laughs> not far enough. <laughs> but I, I just, I'm just so done with that, and I still feel guilty. Like I said, like you're like, how oh, come you didn't post a roadcaster? And I'm like, because I just feel but guilty. You know how you get over that though? Just doing it. Yeah. Posting something and then someone being like, Hey, Gil, nice such and such. Yeah, it is nice. I actually work really hard for this. Yeah. Actually spent all of my free time doing all these extra jobs so that I can afford things like this. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you recognizing my hard work. But they, they don't they don't really see that. They just see You're oh, not helping you're me. You're not helping me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck that. Yeah. I don't say fuck them because they're your family, yeah. but fuck that. Mm -hmm. And you gotta just do it. I mean, if you don't want to post something super expensive, like I wouldn't buy a car and post it anymore because I'm not fucking eighteen. Yeah. But 
you know, if you, no offense to anyone. Oh my God, that was so me. A bunch of my friends just bought new cars. Um, <laughs> them COVID checks was yeah. thick. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't need to post like expensive things that I purchase anymore because I earn them. I know I own, or I own them, of course. I, own them. I know I earn them. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to keep up with the parents, like you said. Like before, when you were younger, it's like, you know, if I was 18 and had a car, it was like, wow, you're doing well. That's really young mm-hmm. for you to have some, a car in your name. Ooh. But, now at 30, it's like, not that it's expected and you can't celebrate those sorts of things, but it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. And I don't want y'all in my finances or in my business or, you know, worrying about, I really don't want people in my business. I have so many people but, worrying about but, my money. But the thing is a lot of people tend to, oh, wow. Is that new? Right. What is that? And yeah. It's like, and then it's a thing where a lot of people collectively add things up in their head. Oh, he has a, people think my bike is $8,000. What the fuck? I got my bike for literally $180 but because I sold my old bike for 120 and I used the rest to buy that bike. And it's a really cheap bike, and it's from the 80s. Jake recently just upgraded it to a 2015-ish parts. So my bike is updated now, but it's a 1990, 1980-ish bike that just looks clean. It's an old bike, but thing is, if you're not looking outside, it looks really expensive, and I have this amazing lifestyle. No, this shit's cheap <laughs> it's really cheap it just looks expensive right uh my computer it's horrible but it works it's great and i have a full-time job but outside looking in all, all he drinks is matcha and coffee all day and watches movies with his wife oh they're living the life no i just we just have we make time right that's it yeah just making time allocating right. our energy our time and money for the things that we actively want right exactly like I was telling this guy and he's like, man, I really want this camera. Oh, well, talk to your wife about it. You know, I I wanted this Nikon D750 and we, we made strides and I said, okay, well I'll have this shoot. It's going to pay this much. We're getting paid overtime this week. So you think we could throw some extra cash in for the saving for this camera? Yeah, let's do that. Got the camera, man, you get everything. No, I just allocated my time and my money to this endeavor that I wanted. Exactly. It's achievable. Just got to do it. People don't care. Yeah. They're just mad because they ain't got it. True. Hating asses. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Dang. How do we get here? I don't know. We, I swear to God, we're like pop culture theory yeah. segments. And then we're like, you know what? And Pe- you just got to do what's good for you, Gil. You know, you can't think about other people. About <laughs> them people. You're right. <laughs> All right, guys. So that wraps up our second um story headline yeah. topic. um topic twitter our rant. theory that's it oh our theory it's never getting into our theories yes we need a segment name guys yeah. i need you to help us out but um now we're going to thank our patreon patrons and we'll be back if you'd like to support the show you can donate to our patreon just like our theorist yeah boy jay pizzy vic peck Kenneth Collins. Got the other name here. (laughs) Caitlin. (laughs) Alberto Glover. Antonio McFadden. Donnie Knight. Gedalia Dormius. My mom. And Andre Harris. A huge thank you to our amazing Patreon theorists for supporting the show. You guys are the bomb.com. Y'all are the bomb diggity. Y'all are the bee's knees. You hit, you slap. All that.
I was like, okay, who's number two? Vic Peck. And I, and I pulled out the phone. And I was like, who's three? We're literally never going to forget. Yeah. Um, Jay Pizzy. Y- y- your boy Jay Pizzy. I was like, you know what? I'm never using your real name. I'm calling you your boy Jay Pizzy. Because he was our first ever Patreon mm-hmm. theorist. We really were like, no one's going to do yeah, this. Nobody cares. No one's going to do this. And now we have 10 patrons. And you can be number 11. 11. 11. So you'd be the first, first person. Right. One in one. Yeah. Right. Double one. Mm -hmm. Double winner. Double winner. That's wild. All right, guys. So usually we ask for some questions, but it seems like no one ever submits them. But Sean. Sean. Your boy, Sean. Hudson. So we're going to dedicate our question segment to Sean. Mm -hmm. And Sean will be providing our questions every week. And then we'll deep dive. I was going to say delve deep dive. We're going to deep dive into sean's question so this segment is called sean wants to know and this week sean wants to know can you have a healthy relationship with money yes and the thing about my relationship with money is that i grew up not understanding how to use it with my family it was like we get it and we spend it don't really save it if something happens, we're going to pray to God and everything will be all right. How'd so, that work out for you guys? Horrible. It just it was just a miscommunication. My dad had a business, several businesses, actually. He sold ice cream for a couple of years. Then he started a carpet cleaning business. That carpet cleaning business was the one I got my first part-time job helping him with. But he started that carpet cleaning business um, very sporadically. Went to school, got this vocational certification. And everything was expensive. Like the parts, the labor, the equipment. And he just went ahead and bought it without like spontaneously just go ahead and buying. But it it was go looking back at it, it was very irresponsible <laughs> because it's like, bro, like you have like no clientele, no way of like getting clients. You just buying this right now. Like it, it'll be the same thing as me buying a race car and not knowing how to drive a race car. Right. And no track and no way of like getting sponsored by brands. Just have a race car. It's like literally a leap of faith. Yeah, a leap of faith. And it was it worked out. Uh but looking back at it, I was like, that was very irresponsible. Like no savings, no nothing, no whatever. So growing up, I'm like, Oh, th- that worked for them, it's gonna work for me. I don't have a job. Let me have a kid. <laughs> Let me get married with no career and no goal in mind. Like Hell yeah. Smart. That was not smart. That, I, we were like headed straight forward. Statistic Avenue. Here we come. <laughs> beep, beep. In yeah. your race car. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In the race car. <laughs> Two seater <laughs> with a kid. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. So what point in your life did you hit where you decided that you were going to change the relationship that you had that you kind of got from your family or your parents. Where, when did that shift happen? What was the mindset? Uh, Alex, I was like, damn, you you save money, nigga? What the fuck are you talking about? Nigga, we trying to go out. We trying to go out every weekend. You want to save money? What, what the this? hell? I, think I was like 23. And um, we were, no, 23, yeah, 22. Um, we, we were living with Anton and um, Alex's cousin, Anton's girlfriend at the time. And um, we... Alex wanted to get her own place because we were in a really good situation in a perfect situation where we could have saved lots of money, but we really didn't. We just, Oh, we're going to move out. Let's just save enough money for a deposit. Right. (laughs) And then, and then she's like, we should really start saving money and looking into like 
like getting a CD account. So I think she had, we had like, um, I think it was like $5,000 saved up. And then she's like, let's just open a CD account, throw this in here. We'll see what happens. Then it started a girl. I was like, Ooh, $7,000. I could buy this. No, this is just to save for like a rainy day. And I was like, Oh shit, this is smart. Then we started getting apartments and we started saving more, uh, I got a better job. We started saving. Then I started realizing the benefit and the, what was the word I'm looking for? The alleviation of anxiety, financial anxiety that it brought. It was like, oh, wow, we have 13,000. I will never forget the first time we had $13,000 in the bank. And I was like, $13,000? That's a lot of money. And I was like, we have that? That's money we save every week? When I get, when we get paid? Yeah. I wasn't doing photography. We, I, I was just, we were just working and we, we didn't do anything extravagant. And then we started to travel and it was just that feeling of we can go somewhere and not worry about being broke because there's a bank of America at every, every corner. And I was, it, it felt good. And I wanted to like push even harder in the uh, place that I was working to get paid more so we can save more. Then now, then at one point we had a really dope apartment that was really cheap. And I was like, all right, every week for my check, we're saving this much and you're saving this much. And it felt good to just have money, but it was not the idea of being rich. It was like being, yo, if my car were to break down right now, we're good. Right. Then it was like, okay, well, we need to find a way to be more financially secure. And I was like going to detail, like the thing people have to understand is like, Alex is like, a she's like a, she's like a customer to me. I have to like present things, <laughs> ideas. And I was, she wanted, she never wanted Alex, a house. when Gil tells me he wants something mm-hmm. and he has to tell Alex, I always feel like it's like when you're little and you ask if you can go to your friend's house and you have to convince your mom to yes. let you go. Like that's not in a mean yeah. way, but it's just like Gil always explains it like, like Alex is going to like true. beat him or something. <laughs> he asked for something. I'm it's like, it's so true. That. Like, well, not beat me, but it's like I have to sell the idea. And I was telling her, listen. We have neighbors. We have a drywall. They're always banging. They're always doing this and that late night. People smoke weed. You're tired of that smell. What if we get an actual house, single family home or townhouse? Oh, I don't like houses. So much responsibility. And I was like, well, can you imagine just coming home, not dealing with guest parking, not dealing? Well, we still do with guest parking now, but having a specific parking spot that's yours. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, well, think about this. We can pay a mortgage and it'll be cheaper than our rent. So I started selling that idea and I was like, we can save more money. We can do this and this and that. Then I sold her the idea of like owning a home and it was like one of the best situations because they're like, hey, we need a deposit of this much. And we're like, oh shit, we can we can do that. It's fine. And even now, right now, my relationship with money is very stark difference from where it was before. Before I was like, man, money is the root of all evil because the Bible said so. No, it costs yeah. money to do things. It costs money to do great things. It costs, like, I remember when I bought Alex Fring, I had to put that shit on layaway. And then when I finished paying it off, I drove to her and I was like, oh, this is the ring. And the shit was so cheap. I think it was like $223 I put on layaway because <laughs> I didn't have a job. I just was like pulling scrap money together. And it was like a, a 14 karat. No, it was a 14 karat. It was a white gold 14 karat or some shit like that with amethyst and fake diamonds on the side. 
That's all I could afford. And I was so happy. It took like three weeks to pay it off. And uh, she was like, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. Um, I love it because you worked your ass off to get it. <laughs> it was $223. And I was so happy to have gotten it for her. But then I'm thinking, fuck, if I would have found and got a better job, I would be able to do something a lot greater for her. Right. So that's when I realized I didn't need to spend all the money I had. I should have just gotten a better job and to be able to afford something better for her. But luckily, Alex isn't the materialistic type. Like, she still doesn't have a diamond ring. She just likes purple. She has amethyst. (laughs) But still, it's like... I feel like I wouldn't be mentally where I am if it wasn't for somebody like her. Right. If she was very materialistic or very just um, a showman, like, I gotta we gotta show off to everybody. I probably would be a super statistic. I'm gonna be trying to please her and keep her happy. She like I need to get my nail and my hair done every Tuesday, nigga. Right, I've right. Da- I've dated those girls and it was just a complete financial mistake. I'm so yeah. sorry. Thank you, Alex. How has your, your relationship with money changed? So when I was growing up, um, I wasn't poor, but we were broke. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a single mom from like four on or five on. She was a single mom. Four? Five? Whatever. She was a single mom. And it was me and my older brother. And my mom kind of, and not to talk down on my dad, but he did gamble a lot. He was very much like a... Um, how to get money fast yes. type of person. And so unfortunately, uh, my mom was like, nah, you good. And she left and it's for a better life for herself. But both my parents being immigrants, it was a struggle. And so we always spent it when we had it. My mom wasn't sure about how to save money or anything like that because she wasn't in, she was never taught that growing up. And even me, you know, growing up broke, we didn't have a lot. We always had, we never went without. But we were broke and we have no family here. So I love when people are like, oh, just ask your aunt or your grandma. Or and I'm like, I nope. literally have my mom and my dad. They're both immigrants. They're both, they struggling too, you know? So for me growing up, when I finally did have money, I was making a lot of money. Like when I was a waitress, when I was younger, I had no real bills. I, I paid my mom like $150 a month in rent. She bought everything else, food, paid all the bills. And I got to keep all the money. I had a little fucking 95 Civic. It was like two grand, three grand, I think. And we paid it off. Like, so I didn't really have bills except for my car insurance. Um, I had insurance. My insurance was paid for whatever. And so my health insurance, it was paid for. And I, I could, so I could blow money whenever I want. And because my mom always had the mentality of like, I'll never own a home. What's the point? I'm too old to own a home. And why am I working? Oh, this is make it sound mean, but like, why am I working real hard and stuff like that? Like my kids, if they want a home, they can buy one. Like, I don't want a home. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be putting myself under the stress just so my kids can have something that I'm not interested in at all. Like, you know what I mean? So it's different like me. I want to own a home, but I would love to leave my home to my kids so I can understand the mentality of like, I don't want to own a home. Mm -hmm. Why would I put myself through that financial burden just so that in the future, my kids who could possibly afford their own home can get a home, you know? But so we just never had anything. And as soon as we got it, we spent it. Like me and my mom would go shopping and had our nails done every two weeks and our eyebrows and our feet and our hair. And it was just like we as soon as we got it, we spent it. And when I started changing the type of people I surrounded myself with, 
Like I had a friend that um, I was friends with for a very long time, but she was also kind of like bougie and trips here and buying this and brand new car and which looks great and it feels nice, but she had no assets, zero at all, none. And I looked at it like, I mean, it probably makes her feel good now and she might have the whole live today, you know, you never know when you're going to die mentality, but yeah, what if you live to be a hundred though? And you thought, well, I'm going to live every today, like every day, like it's my last. And I was like, I don't really like that. And so like, then me and you started hanging out more and our, our friendship strengthened. And I kind of saw the stuff that you and Alex were doing. And I was like, damn, this is a life I want to live Mm -hmm. to be able to have money and savings and, you know, not constantly need the newest this and the brand new car and blah, 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 and this and that. And, but to have the security of, you know what? I don't go on trips every month, but if I want to go on a trip, I can enjoy myself. I can stay at a nice hotel. I can go and take, uh, you know, Vic out to an expensive restaurant and not think I have to save in budget for this. I can just enjoy it. And I was like, you know what? This is the life that I want to live. And I had a bunch of conversations like with my mom about like finances and stuff. And she was just like, honey, I'm going to be honest with you. No one taught me that growing up. I had no idea how to save and manage money. So there was no way I was going to teach you something that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I took it upon myself to learn. Um, I took the budget Nistas. Um, she had two courses, one for credit and one for savings. And then she had one about like buying a home. And I took all of them. One of them was like a month. One of them was a couple of weeks. And I forgot how much, the, how long the house one was. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to use the excuse of like my mom not knowing And then, so therefore, that's why the way I am, I was like, I'm going to learn it. You know, I know what the problem is now and I'm going to reverse that. So I taught myself about credit. This year, thank God, I have a job that pays me well. Um, And then with the quarantine, you know, the only took four fucking months, but I got paid out and I used that a lot of that money to pay down old debts and stuff like that. So like by myself, I got a bunch of stuff removed off of my credit by myself. Now it's getting repaired um, I'm saving money and I'm getting closer to like where I want to be. I'm like negotiating stuff. It's just, it feels really good. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's like once you start and you realize, oh, I can put a little bit of money away. It's like addictive yes. almost. It's like, you know, like I had a 401k and I'm like, before I just would have been like, I don't know. And, you know, just like signed up or whatever. But I, I actually hit up a friend named Rico. Shout out to Rico. If he listens to this, he's great. He's really good about helping young people and people of color figure out their finances so that they can build wealth for their family and their future generations. And I sat down with him and I was like, hey, these are the options that my job provides. Which one is best for me? Oh, it's this one. Then I said, okay, you know, realistically, what do I have to pay? What I want to save? You know, so I started um, contributing stuff from, you know, my pay into mm-hmm. those investments and things like that. And it was just like, um, I remember I went to go and stop my because my right now my job's not matching. So I stopped because if they're not matching, it's pointless. It's pointless. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just take that extra money myself and just invest it, mm-hmm. you know? And um then I did like, oh my God, this this sounds so dumb. But like I was like, you know, people get his and hers Jordans or his and hers whatever. I bought me and my husband his and hers Apple stock. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, you couldn't tell 
18, 19 year old Jessica that she was going to be buying his and her stock. That would have been the farthest, most boring shit in my mind. The thing is, it was like, I don't know how, so I'm not going to do it. Right. Yeah. I don't know shit about stock. Like, I really don't. I know what to look out for, like on a, like a kind of general level, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just like, Hey, stock split. It's cheap. I know what to look for. I know what makes the stock go up. Hey, the new, there's going to be some new Apple products coming out this year. The 12s coming out. It's going to be big, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let's buy the stock and just see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. I, my friend, so many people have stories of like people that try to get them to invest in things um, a long time ago. And you're like, oh, that sounds crazy. Yes. And then now those people are like millionaires. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be a millionaire off the little bit of Apple stock, but you never know. Yep. And let's just try. This is how you make money. You you make money. Red that and rich dad, poor dad. You make you can't make money by working for the rest of your life. You can be a doctor and still be broke. You have to learn how to invest and save properly. Not putting a couple dollars, fifty dollars, twenty five dollars a week into your savings account that gives you point zero one percent interest on your money. Okay, that one penny that you get a month in interest is not going to help you. What you, you know, what the other avenues mm-hmm. of saving, like you said, having a CD, um, investing in, in like mutual funds, which it doesn't really make that much money, but it you know, doesn't. Like, it doesn't. I, I pulled it's safe. Out, like, I was like, it's safe. I looked, uh, I used Fidelity and I was like, this is taking too long. It is. Yeah. But knowing like, hey, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I want to get like a, an IRA, a Roth IRA mm-hmm. and things like that. And just like knowing where to put your money, that's what's going to make you money. And when you finally live off of, the dividends from your investments that is wealth yes not having a brand new car not buying the newest clothes not being flashy not having what you think other people think is cool that's real passive income correct money that is like oh that's great like i'm getting dividends from a few stocks and it's not much at all but i'm like yo you take that money and you reinvest it Mm -hmm. and you make more i was like this is going to be something in a couple years right So my relationship with money changed a lot because growing up, I didn't really have a lot. And then when I did have it, it was kind of like, yo, I never had this. Yo, let's spend this money. Let's get this and that. Like, you couldn't tell me shit about nothing. Okay. My dad used to joke like that every time I walked into the mall through the food court, they just started shutting the little gates Mm -hmm. because they were like, oh, here she come. Here she come. You know? And I was like, "Eh," you know, and then it got to a point where I was like, I used to spend $250 a month in clothes, which doesn't sound like a lot. But $250 a month, okay, I'm no mathematician, so I'm just going to go ahead and pull out this trusty calculator, right? 250 times 12, $3,000 a year on clothes. Wow. Imagine $3,000 a year from, I started working when I was 16, I'm 29. So let's say, oh, I don't do it anymore, but let's say when I was stopped, I was like 24, right? So times eight, Hmm. $24,000 I could have invested. Yeah. I could be rich right now. And I didn't because I was like, you know what? You know what's cool right now? Matching my underwear to my socks. Like that's that's what was hot for me. So my relationship with money definitely got a lot better as I got older because, like I said, you mature. You figure out what's important to you. And having financial freedom and being able to say, hey, you know what, Gil? Next year, because we're making 70 plus K a month, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a month off the podcast, Yo, let's, me and you, let's just record an episode, a couple episodes. Let's go to fucking Sweden for a month. Yeah, and record there. We can record there, you know. I'm going a little hiatus and enjoy it and then not have to think, damn, I have to plan, I have to do this. or whatever. Nah, we got it. We got it in the bank. Let's go. Sure, I remember getting my income tax and spending $2,400 on a rims. Ew. 
And then I had a, a Lincoln LS and I spent like $4,000 on the rims. I was like, why? That is so stupid. What was wrong with us? Right. Yeah. There's assets and there's liabilities. Mm-hmm. Most of what we purchase that we think makes us feel good are liabilities. Start getting your assets up. And that's real well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but being able to say, yo, I'm going on vacation. I'm going out of the country for a month is a way harder flex than, yo, I got the new 2021. Um, what's a car people like now? Uh, Mercedes. Mercedes, BMW, whatever. I think that's a way harder flex. Because you know what? I can afford to do Yeah. Right. I love that um, the analogy for you, you watched Atlanta movie, the episode with the Dodge Charger guy. Oh my god, it's that episode so funny. Yeah, it's just, it's just that like you're just flexing, but you really have nothing. Nothing. There, there's some people that I used to work with like years ago. This old office. There's a guy who used to drive a Porsche, but that's all he had because he stayed with his grandma. Damn. He he drove a Porsche. He lived in this you know ghetto neighborhood. He had all the fancy clothes, but he had to clock in. Nine to five, just like me, had right. weekends off, but he still worked for that car, and he didn't own anything but that car. What was the point of that? Right. I love people who get cars knowing damn well they can't afford it, mm-hmm. and you can't fees. afford the maintenance. You can't. You can afford the monthly payment, and that is it. Yes, that's it. Like you're like drowning. Right. How are you drowning? And you just got, like I don't understand that. And the next month, we're going to see it on the back of like a flatbed. Yes. Getting taken back to the Porsche dealership because your dumb ass was like, let me flex real yeah. quick. So stupid. Damn. Sometimes I look back on all the money I wasted in my life and I literally like want to throw up. Mm-hmm. It's so stressful. I'm like, damn, I could really use that money. Sometimes I, I look at that and I was like, wow, I wish I had more direction. I wish I had more right. people be like, do this this way. Try that. Oh, well, that makes so much sense. Right. Versus flexing like I, I don't think back then i had a, a circle of friends that actually knew what they wanted so when they'll right. see me spend the money like i remember buying a, a video game console with a friend he's like yeah we're gonna buy this we're gonna buy that yeah got a new xbox you're so cool we, we're gonna play so much games together what we're gonna spend hours a day which is fine which is fun we're gonna spend hours a day together versus us spending three hundred dollars four hundred dollars on this console that's eight hundred dollars together we could have like done something really good. Really good. Yeah. That's a little a couple of days up in Orlando, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, eating at some good restaurants. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say like us having an orgy or something like oh, that. No. Eat some ass. Eat some ass. All, all, all those boys gonna hang out, man. We yeah. Go to Atlanta. <laughs> no, but I, I think about it all the time and I'm like, wow, what if we just literally invested in ourselves back then? What'll happen? Right. I want my kids to be really financially well off. Mm-hmm. I met this lady when I was working in the photo studio and I was at the counter and we're just like, we're just bantering, you know, it's a little banter. And she was telling me, cause I was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was at work. And she was like, Oh, you reading that book now? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I've read it four times already. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, really? I said, did you like it that much? She goes, yeah. She goes, actually right now I'm teaching my daughter. She's nine years old. I'm teaching her the things in this book. And it was so beautiful to see because she was black. So I was like, yes, yes, sis, teach your kids now. Yes. You know, because especially in black culture, you know, unfortunately, a lot of it is like, what can I do and who can I impress? So the fact that she's teaching her kid at such a young age about investing and saving and, you know, creating wealth for her kids and their kids, 
it's that's where it should start. So I'm like excited when I have kids, like they're going to be saving and they're going to be, yes. you know, doing the right thing, investing. And I'm, I'm going to show them that I'm going to make sure like, Hey, you see these little kids out here flaunting and flossing. They didn't buy that. They can't yep. afford that. Their parents bought them that, but you, you're going to be mm-hmm. able to comfortably afford those things and more. If you just do this. And the thing is our parents like, and they weren't educated on it. And I feel like we have the advantage. Like if we have kids now, like right now, I don't feel like anybody, our age who has kids, their kids shouldn't know anything. Right. Like, bro, we have too many resources right now. Your kid shouldn't be out here crying because he doesn't have the latest Nikes. Your kid should be out there buying shacks. And because in the back of his or her mind, I'm going to own a company one day. Right. Why am I going to buy a bunch of Jordan now? I'd rather skip the Jordans mm-hmm. and buy me some Prada later. Yes. You know, yeah. I want a Birkin bag. I wanted a Prada boot so bad growing <laughs> up. Because I at one point I used to wear like combat boots. Uh-huh. I owned these expensive uh, Converse combat boots, some um, Clark combat boots. And there's this one Prada suede purple combat boot that I wanted. It was $1,200. I would have done anything back then to get it. I almost thought about using my income tax to buy it. Ooh, fuck. <laughs> so stupid. That was an idea in my brain back then. Uh, I, I won't do that now. If I could afford it, hell yeah. Yeah. But how much is that boot now? Clearance rack of Marshalls somewhere? Right. $30? Correct. Right. Yeah. And that, that idea in my mind is still there. Like, this shit is going to be cheaper eventually because it's not a tool. It's something that lasts now is fashionable. Like the Roadcaster Pro, that's an investment. Right. That's something that can be utilized to make money, to make great content. It alleviates a lot of stresses. That's something that Hell yeah. can can be used in the future. A Prada combat boot? What if my kids are not a size 12? What if he's, <laughs> what if, what if my kids are mermaid and he can't Your wear boots? Your kids are not going to think them, them Prada combat boots are cool when they're right? even old enough to fit in them damn shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we probably not even wear shoes in the future. We're probably going to be like levitating and shit. Yeah, or them spray on shoes from Cloudy yeah. with a Chance of Meatballs. Right. Yeah, so we have to be able to like educate ourselves even more so that when we have kids, our kids shouldn't want anything because they will have everything themselves right or shit they'll make it they'll, they'll be like they'll figure it out like I, I would love to have a kid i was telling us I, I would love to like go out with my kid bike riding doing archery or rock climbing and then my kid is like dad you know what would be dope if we created a, a a memory bank like a hard drive I'm like oh they already have that oh but what about this way and it come up with ideas like because back with, with my parents and i'm pretty sure with yours they work nine to five. They're tired as all hell. Mm-hmm. They'll cook dinner and then they'll probably yell at you for something that you did. They don't have time to have leisure and hang out and have constructive, great ideas and conversation. I would love to have that. And the only way to have that is for you to be financially secure. Right. So to the point where you can have eight hours with your kid and hang out. Right. Yeah. I, I told Vic, you know, even if I do work through like my pregnancy or if I'm working when I have kids, I want the luxury of not being able to. Yes. That's what I want. I don't want to be like, oh, I want to be rich. So I don't have to work ever again. No, I don't not want to work ever again. I want the luxury to be able to not to yeah. if it's my choice. Yeah. Generational wealth, guys. Come yes. On. Prada boots are a liability. Just yeah, a FYI. <laughs> not an asset. Mm-mm. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Culture Theory. We really appreciate all your love and support. Yep. I can't wait for all the great things that are going to happen. 
with this roadcaster pro we have a lot of content that we're going to be able to create more effectively and it's gonna make a lot of things a lot easier we couldn't do it without your your support and yeah just continue listening and see the growth of our podcast absolutely yeah you're gonna see a huge difference a huge difference and for all of you that are not hey the patreon's still open you mm-hmm. can help support us on patreon.com slash culture theory you know support us with your views and them dollars mm-hmm. you know what because we're a li- we're not a liability we're an asset we're an asset we're, to your in- ears. we're information we're for you we're for and you. only you oh yes <laughs> all right guys we'll see you next week bye, bye.